0: It's like a way, you know, they, they put that in the fridge in the corner of the nest, <laughs> the
1: web. <laughs> That's where the dry goods go. <laughs> Get off it off the, the floor. floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening.
0: Get ready to slip and slide into this year's water festival.
1: It's a scarf. It's a bow. It's a very confused Lapras. Put your hands together for this newly released shiny. Araquanib is here to take a bug bite out of crime. Uh, the crime is a uh, And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 191. It's May 14th. Not another Tuesday, but it is a, a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Uh, I'm your host Chris and as always I'm joined by my co-host Kyle. Hey Kyle. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. So what can you tell me that's different about this recording time as opposed to our normal recording times?
0: Yesterday was the last day I have to close at the Starbucks that I've been working at for three and a half weeks, and then I only work two days next week, and then I got a week vacation, and we got plans, so wow. it's a good time.
1: It's going to be good. Yes, we're also recording at, uh, it's 10 to 3 right now, and normally we're <laughs> recording at about like, you know, 10 to 8. 3 to uh, 10. So, <laughs> 3 to 10. 3 to 10. <laughs> it's it's accurate. It's almost midnight yeah <laughs> but yeah it's the sun is still up it's a little bit strange so if we seem different than normal maybe our energy levels are just different because we're at a different point in the day anyway this is a fun experience for us to record in the middle of the day and uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week and i know for sure that pvp corner is going to be extra special this week but i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves before we get anywhere really substantial shout out to three patrons of ours two of them are brand new joshua and mikey thank you so 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 very much for your patronage and james increased their pledge thank you very much for your increased confidence in what we do appreciate you very much we also kyle we set some goals last week and we've afforded ourselves a few extra days this time which has been kind of nice and uh, i still have mitch's goals i'll have to follow up with him at another time i don't think he was really shooting for a week but but we'll see so why don't we start with your goals there sir mm-hmm. you wanted to finish the air adventures special research
0: i did not get to do that
1: that's electrify the sky right that was the same one yes i mean All right.
0: okay if we want to be technical i got to do it because they relaunched it with that whole mistake or whatever even happened so yeah. does that technically yeah. count? It's on my list of completed research. Oh, it's, it was bottom. complete.
1: Did you complete it before we recorded today? Yes. No, then that counts, man. That counts. Good for you. Okay.
0: Technically, <laughs>
1: uh, you wanted to increase your buddy ship, your buddy friendship with your Gengar. At least I,
0: I did. Wow. He is okay. from zero to hero.
1: Ultra. Nice. Nicely done. And you wanted to mega evolve both of the lattes. It's a latios and a latios. I did not do
0: that. Okay. I, I did not get to do pretty much any latios raids. No one wanted to remote them. I did a bunch oh. of latios raids. Everyone was like, here, here's an invite to that. Here's an invite to that. Huh.
1: Interesting. Uh, well, next time I'm out, maybe this weekend, maybe tomorrow during the day or something like that, before you start work. I'll try to find some. Are they still around? No, they're not. It's Mega Blastoise no. Now. no. We
0: got, we got Mega Blastoise. That's right. I was that's trying right. that last day. I was like, where are they at? And everyone's just like posting raids for Latios because Latios is an easier raid to do. And Latios also is an better. easier. Raid.
1: Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's still two out of three for you. That's not bad, man. That's not bad at all. My goals were also complete the Air Adventure Special Research Electrify the Sky. I completed it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I completed it the first time and then Kyle hadn't finished it. And then before the event ended, it got reset for him. And we yeah, thought it that, reset that was like odd. like
0: three hours away from the event ending.
1: Right. And, and we thought that was odd. Obviously, he sent me a screenshot. I was like, what's going on here? A little ridiculous. So then, you know, come to find out on the Internet that this is actually kind of a widespread thing. A lot yep. of people <laughs> had their special research reset. So didn't think much about it. This has happened before, but this one was more widespread than normal, right?
0: Yeah, it was it was almost everybody that yeah. I thought I there was, was just posts and posts about it. And then, of course, we have this whole issue currently where it's just back.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a middle step there, too. So the next one that we just got, the Pony Island one, right? My oh, sister no. hadn't finished it. And when that was starting to get to the water festival stuff, hers reset for the Pony Island as well. Oh. But while hers reset for the Pony Island, I got resurrected from the graveyard. The electrify the sky thing showed up in mine. Yep. And I had completed prior.
0: Very strange. Yeah, Very right? strange like bug.
1: Right, yeah. And I don't I don't understand the logic to or anything like that, but we're just here to report the facts, and that's what happened. <laughs> oh wild stuff but anyway i did finish that i wanted to hatch 50 eggs i i very much did do that especially since we had these extra few days mega evolved both lattes i did that an hour ago because i forgot i had to do it um i don't have 100 of either of them and so i'm a little upset that i even did it but it was a goal and 25 kilometers if you look at my screenshot in our fitness challenge in the discord it's at like 24.9 or something like that's ridiculous oh, but i've got definitely- i've definitely been walking this week and with the extra days in between i am confident i broke 25 since last episode but i will circle it all the same because it's not good enough for me so three out of four close but no cigar all right mr kyle we'll follow up with mitch at another time maybe next episode sound okay. good yep all right we've got a couple of interesting things to talk about this week i guess we could just get the pokeball rolling with the new section <laughs> yo what up it's the news all right so we've got two pieces of news this week we're gonna lead with the big one currently front and center it's happening look out your window you're like what's with all the water pokemon well what if i told you it's because of this pokemon go water festival 2022 and uh, this started on thursday may 12th at 10 a.m local time and it's going to be running all the way till this upcoming friday may 20th at 8 p.m local time so i'm Super confident that you will hear this episode before this event is over. (laughs) All right. So we've got some debuts with this event as well. Uh, The front runner is Lapras wearing a scarf. There's Dupider and Araquanid. I want to say Dupider so bad. But like I made the joke earlier with Kyle before the show, I just think of train and drops of Dupiter, And that sounds like a horror film to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's evolution, Araquanid. We'll talk more about them later. Tapu Fini was in raids, but that wasn't a surprise for us. And the new shiny that was released for this event is shiny by It looks like those two hands coming out of a rock. And when you evolve it, you're like, oh, it's five hands coming out of rocks. (sighs) I got to get I got to something off my chest here, Kyle. While Uh this shiny is technically a green shiny, and I'm a fan of green shinies. It then turns, you know how like the stalks are like two colors. Yeah, like striped the colors changed to red and white, like like Waldo. <laughs> like a candy cane color. I think it doesn't look good. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, I it's either agree. it's either so goofy I love it, or it's just not great. And I'm kind of in the not great category currently.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a very good shiny. I think the default looks better.
1: Which is saying something, because you're not a big fan of Binacle to begin with.
0: Yeah, I don't it, yeah. that's an ugly Pokemon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly is. But uh, there was more than just Binacle getting it shiny and the other things we mentioned. There was also a global challenge, which has since been completed. So I'm not going to even tell you when it was available. It's still up there now, but we did it. Good job, team. We did it, Reddit. it. A global challenge will be happening throughout the water festival event to work with other trainers around the world to catch a wave of water type Pokemon to earn a bonus for everyone. The global challenge was to catch 600 million water type Pokemon and the global challenge reward was two times candy for catching Pokemon, which is currently still active at this time of recording for another six and a half days. Uh, So get to catching the good time to catch water type Pokemon that you might want to Power up. In addition, the Pony Island Special Research, the season of Alola's fourth special research story, will be available on Tuesday, May 10th at 10 a.m. local time. It is still currently available. You should finish it. Timed Research. Timed Research focused on catching Pokemon will be available throughout the event. Complete the research to earn 50 Gyarados Mega Candy, 1,000 experience, 1,000 Stardust, and encounters with Lapras wearing a scarf and Dewpider. So there's that. Have you already finished your catch challenge, Kyle?
0: No, I have not played very much Pokemon Go this week. I do plan on going out to play when we're done recording here, though.
1: All right, cool. So let's wrap it up. I'm just kidding. Uh, wild <laughs> encounters <laughs> for this event. Tentacool, Slowpoke, Goldeen, Staryu, Magikarp, Mero, Lotad, Sirskit, Carvana, Wailmer, Temple, Binacle, Dupider, Poliwhirl, Mantine, and Alomamola. and Mantine, and Alomamola are marked as rarer than the others for sure and i believe everything on this list can be a shiny with the exclusion of dupider star you sorry oh, i'm sorry
0: I, for I was thinking star lee okay oh no 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 no, no no no. i was no. reading i was
1: like wait hang on this doesn't fit <laughs> okay. no if anything it'd be ducklet right because of the water yeah, that would be sweet oh why don't we have ducklet that would be awesome that'd be i much don't know, better I a shiny star you Me too. I just want to catch Star you. Extra Stardust, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I was reading the notes for this, right? Just looking at the blog stuff and putting things together in our outline. And I noticed, and I think it's really cool that they mark Pokemon that can be shiny with a shiny icon. I think they need to add an icon for Pokemon that have additional rewards when you catch them. They don't even have to say how much it is. Just like a plus sign or a little Stardust something next to it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't know about that and that is a sense of or a source of hype for some of these events for some people.
0: Agreed. I, yeah. I definitely agree.
1: Man, I'm going to give them that idea. I'm going to send it that along. That's not a, that's not half bad. All right. It's a, pop my color.
0: It's a good idea. That said, I can also think of the fact that they don't want to do it because they don't want to like overclock it with too much info.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a sweet spot. Sometimes people get too much information. And they're like, what do you mean you did this? Yeah, what do all this? these
0: icons mean, even though it might say it?
1: Yeah, at the bottom yeah. with the key. Yeah, but these, these are the people that don't read the full emails at work, Kyle. These are the people that don't use their turn signals. These are the same people that don't turn into the closest lane when you use a turning lane. Okay. We all need to go back to driving school. Can you tell I've been driving this morning? Anyway.
0: Look, I had somebody stop at a green light yesterday on my way home. So they just just, just slowed down to a stop, sat there for like six seconds. And then
1: wait, is that was there an emergency vehicle nearby?
0: No, no. There, I, all of the rest of the traffic was going. It was just this one car. Is there
1: a stop they slowed down for <laughs>
0: I don't think there was. This
1: person needs to be arrested. That's what I'm saying.
0: I was like
1: shaking.
0: (laughs) I was like, why aren't
1: you moving
0: right now?
1: Uh Yeah. I'm sure for a lot of people listening that are rural, you're like, you're really complaining about turn signals and people slowing down in intersections. You don't understand. This is this is a cultural thing here. We have to be angry about other people's driving skills or lack thereof. (sighs) All right. We've gotten Anyways. that out of our system. Anyway, let's move on to Raid, shall we? Great. <laughs> bringing it back home. In one-star Raids, you're going to be seeing Quillfish, Whelmer, Spritzy, Y, Heliptyle, and Rockruff. In three-star, Alolan Raichu, Lapras with a Scarf, Feraligator, Azumarill, and Ludicolo. In five-star, as mentioned, Tapu Fini. And in Mega, for this entire event, you're going to be seeing Blastoise, which is pretty awesome. In eggs, it's a shake-up to the 7-kilometer egg pool. Psyduck, Osrill, Mantike, Mudkip, Phoebus, Binacle, Staryu, and Clam Pearl. All right, yay or nay, Kyle. You're usually uh, pretty good about calling these 7k pools. It's Mudkip? like
0: right in the middle.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well-designed, you mean? No.
0: No, well-designed <laughs> is the positive one. More oh, okay. design is the, is the negative, and then in the middle is is in the middle <laughs> okay All
1: right. yeah, that's a good way of it's it, okay
0: it does have some okay things but like there's so many that it seems hard to target something you want in there that's to a true. reasonable
1: success that's true uh Azuril's cool though for the shiny hunting mantike. yeah but then did. it also
0: has stuff like mantike and psyduck like so many psyduck
1: so many
0: <laughs> it's psyduck.
1: so many psyduck Okay, well, let's take a look at the field research task encounters. Maybe that'll be more promising. Magikarp, Carvana, Whalmer, Love Disc, Binacle, dupider Lapras with a Scarf, and Merrill. And then there's also some field research tasks where you can earn Blastoise and separately a Gyarados Mega Energy. Not any better or better? It's,
0: I mean, it's okay. That's, that's okay. I think now that we got through the field research, it's just kind of surprising that lapras with a scarf isn't even a rare spawn in the wild yeah it's only from the raid and the research tasks
1: yeah i feel because lapras has always been treated as such i mean it is in the wild every once in a while but it's still really really rare It so.
0: it just seems like it would have made sense since it's a costume to have it be a rare spawn
1: yeah it's a costume it's- but it's a pokemon that doesn't evolve. And so it needs to still be treated as if like, that's not like, it it has to be balanced the same way. You know what I mean? You can throw a million Bulbasaur in the wild with a hat if they don't evolve. Right. Balance be darned. Uh, mm, I don't think I agree with that. I don't think that matters. You see where I'm going though. It's how it's different. At least.
0: I mean, sure. I I see that there is a difference, but I don't really see that. It's
1: a difference. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay no no that's that's fair i can get behind that <laughs> anyway uh there's some other stuff here too bonuses everybody wants to know about those rainy lure modules activated during the event will last for two hours yeah and uh <laughs> i used three of them the other day <laughs> why because i was waiting somewhere for an hour and i thought whatever even though the bonus is for two hours hey, eh. increased candy xl from hatching eggs and two times candy from hatching eggs as well you know i'm all about that life there's also a new avatar item it's the water festival scarf and if you thought that the the bow around lapras's neck was confusing wait until you see this scarf headband they've made for our avatars i don't think people understand what a scarf is
0: wait where where is it under the the stuff is it under hats
1: It's probably, yeah, either that or featured items. I know they have that too. Like currently featured items. I haven't haven't seen it yet. There's also some great key art in the uh, blog if you want to see it. They they look like (laughs) YouTube thumbnails, like looking in the distance. Hang (laughs) on, I
0: have to change my
1: clothes. Wait, hang on. It's it's a headband, (laughs) it's not a scarf. It's not even a headscarf. It's a headband. It's a headband. It is. It's a headband. It's a headband. You look like you're in a game. Someone
0: needs to talk to Niantic about what a scarf is. All right. So now that we've gotten
1: gotten all the way through this event, can I (laughs) soapbox it up for a second, Kyle? Okay. Okay. I've definitely hinted at this, especially with the one-liners and some of the stuff I said through reading the details in this event. I don't know why it bothers me so much that when they said Lapras with a scarf, and then we saw this Lapras with what is very clearly a bow, yes. right? It's and then, bow. and then they're like, "Oh yeah, the Water Festival scarf. You can also get it for your avatar." It's not even consistent. It's a headband. It's yeah. different. There's a little, there's a little bow knot at the top, but it's not even the same kind of knot that the one on Lapras has, and and it's not even like Niantic doesn't know what a scarf is because. Not that long ago, we had the greatest scarfed Pokemon available to us, Sfeel with a scarf. Yeah. And that was a perfect scarf. And Sfeel doesn't even have a neck.
0: Yes. So, exactly. like, it's not like, oh, it's just a, a bad place. No, it's just not tied like a scarf. It's a bow.
1: Kyle, <laughs> I have never been more upset <laughs> about anything in this game.
0: I was. No. Okay. This. So, like. Lapras is still nice. Like, it's nice that the, the oh, bow yeah, of kind course. of thing, it's nice. Thing. But when I read the copy and it was like, it's going to have a scarf. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Scarfs are really good, like hat Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And it's just disappointment.
1: Well, I thought it had such a long neck. Maybe it could have like a fun, like long tie with some cute things at the end or something like that. Like no wasted opportunity. If you said yeah. a winter themed bow, be all in all in. Because of this, I think twice about those raid invites. I do them, but I think
0: twice about it. I haven't gotten any, or I would do them.
1: Uh, it's because you don't say yes to enough dumb raids. <laughs> I have a reputation on my friends list. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do a piplop. I'm in. <laughs> oh my god! Look, I still need. Hang
0: on, thirty one more different species for my Rising Star medal.
1: Oh, you've been working on that, man.
0: So Lapras is probably one of them.
1: What's that one look like again? It's been a while for me. Uh, it's
0: like it's got like a field of Pokemon with the raid icon. It's like a Mewtwo and then like a Gyarados and something else.
1: I'm at 211.
0: Okay. So that, that's,
1: that's, platinum. that's, so that's uh, yeah, 150 150 platinum. So you're yeah. at 150. And so you said you're at how many away? 15? Uh, 31. 31? That's twice as many as I thought. <laughs> and and for your, for your information, sir, it's a Mewtwo and there's an Electabuzz and then a Golem behind the Electabuzz. What? No!
0: Get out of here!
1: Yeah, take a look.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Although I don't, <laughs> I don't see the golem.
1: The golem's behind the Electabuzz.
0: Uh. Okay. I don't. I, no I, I other see.
1: Pokemon looks like that. Okay. But the what's in the bottom right corner of it? That's its toe,
0: dude. It's, his foot. No, it's from the no, front. No, I mean like the. Okay. Now we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on.
1: So the right of it is its arm. It, it, its arm comes out the no. side.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> talking in person about no, this. No, no.
1: What are you talking about? no to the right of it is the platinum badge you have yet to earn no i'm not talking oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> we need a visual aid for this okay i okay yeah it, it
0: makes more sense when you click on one a badge that's already earned because it, it's highlighted the shadow so i all i see is a shadow of stuff and then if i click the gold badge it's it's easier to
1: see the oh okay. it's not defined i so see right here if you if
0: you look give it a second that's what it was looking like when I was trying to have a conversation. Oh yeah, that's and I'm not like, I good. I can't have a conversation about that.
1: You're like, okay. that's a Mewtwo and maybe a Don fan. I don't know. Yeah, I a like, I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, honestly, I am quite annoyed, but this about the scarf thing, just because I think it's ridiculous. There's no reason for it to be that confusing, but uh, we are very clearly joking about it being the biggest problem ever. Water festival, yay nay.
0: It's neutral. Like it's it's a. <laughs> uh, If you really like water Pokemon, this is pretty great. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's any good maybe chase Pokemon. The Staryu, obviously, and then Bineckel for the new shiny. But
1: yeah, and then also uh, Meryl for people that don't have an Azumarill yet made for PvP.
0: Yeah, I mean, the XL, if it's spawning enough, is nice.
1: Yep. Uh, And additionally... Whale is great for excellent throws if you are on that grind for some reason or you're for experience grinding There you go. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, Kyle, I had such a good week. I got many shinies. One was a Magikarp, but today, a Tentacool. Nice. Yeah, I know. We both got them now. That's awesome. Okay, our second piece of news here, and the last piece of news for the new section is the May Community Day Meetups. And it reads, trainers we had an awesome time with you at the in-person april community day meetups and we're excited to announce that these meetups will be coming to even more cities around the world on saturday may 21st 2022 which is if you remember alolan geodude community day enjoy playing and training with other trainers during alolan geodude community day you don't need to register to join the fun can't make it to one of our in-person meetups don't worry You'll still be able to participate in a Alolan Geodude Community Day wherever you are, etc. And then they have this really nice pane that you can interact with. It's got a bunch of locations on it. You can filter by location and has a little key in the bottom. There are markers for the in-person Community Day meetups, but also locations that are adjusted in some way. There's only really two categories of events. I believe the orange pins indicate the in-person meetups, which then indicate also like, you know, besides a tent and stuff like that, there's going to be more stops and things like that and the blue icons indicate where it's just going to be extra items per spin so for example for this community day kyle and i will be at the mall of america so we looked it up because we're doing the meetup there and that location will not have extra stops but the stops will give us extra items which is pretty cool pretty cool
0: as long as it's noticeable
1: as long as it's noticeable but at the same time (laughs) we're going to be you know spinning those without really paying attention to them so
0: exactly that's kind of i don't know it's kind of the problem with that bonus Mm -hmm. is that in a place like ball of america for example you already have enough stops that you literally can't go negative on resources same thing when you play downtown chicago stuff like that so it's hard to kind of feel excited about having extra items
1: well, for people that are better than us, that like AR fast catch, they might actually be able to outpace the balls. But like you got to have enough spawns to catch, too. It's possible. Know? I don't know what the spawns look like, especially on a so, community day. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it for this piece of news, y'all. Uh, I would really recommend you either follow the link in our show notes to this blog article or you go to Pokemon Go and take a look yourself uh, and look up, you know, where you might be playing. Is your local major downtown area or metropolis going to have? extra stops or extra items this is a good way to check but that brings us to the end of the news section and uh, kyle's gonna take it from here here you go here's the baton got it
0: i I do thank you thank you chris because we're gonna move on to gear up today on gear up we're gonna talk about tapu fini it's gonna be a very quick one just to give a heads up since it's going away the 20th right it's only here till the end of the event isn't it or is this it's one only, the one that goes – this one goes until the end of the month, doesn't it? This one goes to the, the end of the
1: month. It is exclusively Tapu Fini until I believe the 20th or whatever the cutoff date is. And then the last week is all of the Tapu That's together. right. Well, this is important then for that last week because it's the mm-hmm. only one that
0: actually matters. No offense to any of the other ones meant, but actual offense meant.
1: Tapu Coco is keeping the uh, hair product industry alive single-handedly. So you show some respect.
0: <laughs> I don't use hair products, so I don't need the industry. Okay. <laughs>
1: But he has hair. Let it let it be known. He does have hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Tapu Fini is bad for PVE. Bad in raids. Don't even look at it. It's it's awful. Water Gun Surf. It's terrible. I'm pretty sure Kingler has better DPS. And it also doesn't learn Charm, so it it can't be a Fairy type attacker at all. I think it learns Moonblast for its charge move, which is okay actually. That said, it's good in PvP, which is refreshing compared to the other three of these. It's rank 30 in Great League, but it's you got to do work to get it under 1500 CP to even use it. That said, I think a 10-10-10 from a raid is like 1590. Or something like that. Oh, so it's even like harder to get than Cresselia was. Yeah, it's it's something like right at 1,600 to catch it at level 20. So maybe maybe the 10-10-10 is lower and closer to that 1,500, but you, you need some luck to trade with it. That said, in Ultra League, it is rank 11. I was very surprised when I was uh, looking up what was important to share about Tapu Fini because uh, that's really good. <laughs> that's really good yeah it is uh water gun surf and Moonblast is the suggested move set at the moment and uh definitely something to keep an eye on of course you can't get like ideal pvp ivs for it so i'm not sure what you want i'm sure it's you know 10 14 15 is probably the raid ivs but that's a great rank for something that has been really lackluster from uh, the rest of its family.
1: So no master league, huh? Uh,
0: no, no. Ma- oh, I didn't even look at the master league honestly.
1: Yeah, no. Let its me- base stats would I think indicate that it cannot compete. Let's let's double check super quick, shall we? Okay. My my guess is no. My guess is maybe top one hundred if it's lucky. Top fifty. XL
0: Tapu Fini is rank sixty. Sixty. Which is not bad. Yeah, all things again, considered, XL.
1: honestly, that's uh, not that bad. said,
0: Tapu Koko, rank sixty-five XL. That's also not bad. And Tapu Lele, all four Tapus are in the top one hundred. So like, that's not yeah. bad.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, but if that's I'm XL. going, remember. <laughs> right, I was about to say, like, if I'm going to be investing in a legendary for XL, uh, it's got to be very good. <laughs>
0: yeah, like go invest in an Evital or something, or Dialga. Or, or even Zekrom. You know, just, just wait for Mewtwo. <laughs> no. I mean, yes, but. That said, also, at the end here, a quick raid guide for taking care of Tapu Fini. It's a water fairy <clears throat> type, which means grass, poison, and electric. For grass types, we have Zarude, Roserade, but with poison jab, which is, you know, an option. Venusaur and Tangrowth. For poison, you got Gengar and Toxicroak. That's 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 about it. Or Roserade. Yeah, but Roserade is better to have the the grass charge move. So it does more damage. Don't don't. Chris is shaking his head at me. I'm going to move on.
1: My double poison type is a Roserade. <laughs> OK, <laughs> get off my
0: lawn. <laughs> and then, of course, there's electric, which is the actual preferred type here. Zekrom, Thunderous, Therian Form, Raikou, Electivire, Magnezone. All these are very good options. Zekrom obviously being the best non mega non shadow option you can bring to the raids. Mm-hmm. And overall, it's not that it's not that bad of a raid to do, which is a nice change of pace from all of the mega tier six raids we were doing for a week there.
1: Yeah, that I being don't said, think how many of those mega raids do you think you did?
0: Not that many. I, I did
1: not do as many as I would have liked. I did so many of of them, and I don't think I was feeling the item crunch that a lot of people were complaining about. You mean like for healing and stuff? Revives and potions?
0: Yeah. 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 I definitely – I didn't do very many of them, but I did see those complaints. I'm like,
1: really? Yeah. You know what? It's not something that you and I talked about on the show, not even with Mitch, really. Did you find those to be difficult or not? Because I know you and I talked about it because we saw some people discussing the difficulty level on Reddit – and we thought it was a little overdramatic, right? But the Latias was hard. That,
0: that was a hard raid to do if you weren't sure. prepared for it. Yeah. But if you're prepared for it, it's not hard. The thing is, and it's hard to remember even just making this show and even the people that we are in contact with because of the show and the friends that we've made. Even having a team of six Pokemon with the correct type at level 30, puts you in probably the top 10% of all players doing yeah. a raid. Yep. And that is something that's very hard to grasp when you are so enveloped in the game like we are.
1: Well, it's also difficult uh, when the when the raid DPS of choice for the particular Pokémon is also vulnerable therefore to that pokemon so when we raid dragons and we bring dragons it's difficult because those things get one shot especially from these large pokemon so Mm -hmm. you might have the six pokemon correct but they might not have the even if they have the right loadout you know and their max or whatever if they get one shot they get one shot you know it doesn't really matter but uh, i i enjoyed the difficulty increase for the record and, and so did you. Yeah,
0: I, it was fine. Once I once I was like, all right, I know we need five people to do this. Yeah. We, I was just like, just be prepared. Awesome. But in conclusion for this gear up, I, I still don't particularly like Tapu Fini. Maybe <laughs> I'll maybe I'll do some more raids, see if I get uh, one that's kind of OK in Ultra League and then move on. All right. Probably not do any raids at all next week.
1: <laughs> I love Tapu Fini. I think it's a cool looking Pokemon. <laughs> I it's don't very like neat. The Tapu's pretty much, pretty Topu, much across Coco's the board. Coco's so cool, man. I can it's completely okay. understand Bulu. I'm not a big fan of Bulu, but Coco's cool. Feeny's cool, and I don't really even remember the other one. Lele, Le- yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Coco is passable, but like, eh. Lele looks like looks like uh, the people from Halo, the the prophets. So, oh yes, Halo. The floating chair. John, That's John, right. John Halo. John. <laughs> have we talked about the live action series? We'll talk about it over uh, <laughs> after the show. I, I have feelings, man. I oh, my God. I've got some feelings. <sighs> I'm going to channel all of this, uh, all of this passion into this Pokalore reading. Are you are you ready? Yep. Aye, aye, Captain. All right. It's the Pokalore section. And this week, we're going to be talking about Doopider and Araquanid, the water bubble Pokemon. Side note, it's really satisfying for me when the evolutions share the categorization. I think that's clean. I like it when that happens. Yes. Starting with Dewpider. Dupider is a Pokemon resembling a spider with a water bubble over its head. Its head and most of its abdomen are dark gray, while its thorax and six legs are light green. All of its legs are thin with a knobby joint in the middle, and three of its legs are typically used to anchor the bubble on its head. The green on its thorax extends onto its abdomen in three triangular markings. There are also several triangular flaps that extend upward and attach to the bubble over its head. The head itself has large light blue eyes with darker pupils and sclera, two blue bumps on top, and a light green mouth similar to a spinneret. There is an actual spinneret on the tip of its abdomen, which the anime has shown as capable of producing both silk and water bubbles. Dewpider can only breathe oxygen dissolved in water. So the bubble over its head allows it to breathe on land. Additionally, the bubble provides protection to its soft head and can be slammed into both prey and enemies. If two dupider meet, they compare the bubbles and the one with the smaller bubble will move out of the way. Well, it's, it's nice to know that um, even fictional spiders have a social caste system. What's <laughs> so weird. All right, Araquanid. Araquanid is an arachnoid Pokemon with a water bubble around its head. Same, Same idea here. Yeah. The majority of its body is dark gray with accents of yellow, green, and light brown. It has large blue eyes with a paler, wavy line through the centers. Above its eyes are light brown markings similar to eyebrows. It has three pointed blue bumps on top of its head, and its eyes are capable of glowing. Its abdomen has a light brown stripe down the center of its back with two horizontal lines crossing it. There are several light brown extensions at its neck that flare out and connect the bubble around its head. At the end of its abdomen is a light green spinneret. It has six light green legs with opaque bubbles around the joints. The tips of its legs are dark gray. Araquanid uses the bubble around its head as both a weapon and a protective shield. It will headbutt enemies with it, and small Pokemon can get sucked in and drowned. (laughs) <laughs> Subdue prey can also be stored inside when araquanid is not hungry however it will also bring weaker pokemon and valuable items into the bubble for protection okay i'm kind of into it i like how it's not completely evil although it could be used for evil
0: it's kind of messed up it's like yeah i'm not hungry i'm gonna store this floating around my head in the water that i breathe for well,
1: now i mean regular spiders just wrap things up and save them for later you know yeah so. but that's
0: like that's like a way you know they they put that in the fridge in the corner of the nest, the <laughs>
1: web. That's where the dry goods go. <laughs>
0: Get
2: it off, off the, the floor. floor.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, You can take the the barista out of the store, but you can't take the story of the barista. All right. Stats max CP at 40, 1827, oh and my at 2065. <laughs> Yes, uh, you have probably uh, <laughs> had a fist fight with a paper crane stronger than an than arachnid. <laughs> oh, man. 169 stamina, 219 defense, and 126 attack. That 126 attack is 100% the culprit here. Yeah, but <laughs> 219 defense is not bad. It's not bad at all. So, for, what this for really PvP. means, this, this particular spread of, of stats means what, Kyle? It could be used for PvP. It is Maybe. and actually if you take a look at it it is quite good at PVP. I did some research prior to this episode. Best move set is Bug Bite with Bug Buzz and Bubble Beam. It's rank 13 in yes. Great League right now. It's very very good. And now here's the thing. It's ranked that high because it contends with one of the core Pokémon that a lot of people have that's really good in Great League and that Pokémon is Zoomero. And like Kyle corrected me earlier bug bug is not super effective against fairy i don't know who told me that nobody did i just had, had it wrong uh, it just has a winning matchup what was the word you used i mean it's it's
0: 560 out of a thousand is uh what it wins hey basically that's just over half
1: that's a great batting yes. average
0: that said <laughs> it beats Umbreon real hard and also walrein who is become a dominant force i think in great league
1: so 100 mm, yeah so it's a it's a cool pokemon i'm very excited to see a bug up that high so kyle how do you feel about Pider and araquanid because you didn't really play sun and moon right so uh, i'm curious to hear what you think
0: okay so i you know i see this pokemon around there's like a fixed spawn in sword and shield that always annoyed me when it popped up somewhere of an araquanid i am not a huge fan of this pokemon I think Dupider is pretty okay. I don't like Araquanid pretty much at all. Why? That said, I think if I used it extensively, it would grow on me. It feels like the type of Pokemon that would grow on me, but I don't really like its design.
1: That's fair enough. And, you know, this Pokemon does look a little bit weird. It looks like it's it's halfway to an Ultra Beast.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't know. The Araquanid like a lot of bug pokemon i don't mean this for any offense it lacks the punch a lot of stronger pokemon have design wise Well,
1: besides buzzwool
0: right yes buzzwool has all of the punch it took it from all the rest of
1: them that's right he's larry the lobster i know
0: like dewpiter feels like a first evolution fine Mm -hmm. araquanid just feels like another pokemon's first evolution That was like supposed to explode into something else, but it never
1: really did. I feel like if it was if it was smaller, it would have been a good middle evolution.
0: Yeah. And then like, I don't know, take the bubble theme to the extreme for a third evolution or something like that. It just Mm -hmm. feels like it's lacking for me, which is kind of how I feel about a lot of bug type Pokemon.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, But as far as Alolan designs go, you're thinking it's all right because yeah, th- okay. that's what I'm most interested about because it's almost like you're rediscovering these Pokemon. It's, it's middle of the pack
0: for sure hmm. it's not great but I don't hate it I just not a huge fan all
1: right well it's a bug type so I'm really really excited about it I've caught so many of them I think they're adorable but in the world of bug designs I agree with you a is cool but it it, it it feels like it's missing just a, a touch of something I'm not sure what that is but maybe like a stinger or so, I don't know something like that anyway that's it for the Pokalore. lore and uh, we hope that you enjoy your dupiders and your Araquanids. And that means that it's time to move on to the PokePoll.
0: So last week's PokePoll was besides the obvious Shaman or more Axie checks, what are you most excited for during GoFest 2022? First sponsors from PR Portrait. They said As a returning player, I'm excited to continue finishing my Pokedex more than anything. Gotta catch them all type vibe for me, and Shinies would be a nice bonus. Go Fest are always a great time to just get a large diversity of Pokemon. So that's always exciting compared to, say, the water festival event where you're like, I've already got all these water
1: Pokemon. (laughs) I think they they design Go Fest to be more catch centric because they know people are going to be distracted. And catching is the one thing you can do 100% while you're distracted.
0: Mm hmm. Next response is from Venus C Prime. They said, excited for Tropius and to finish gathering XL for a few things. Also curious what the master difficulty research will entail and why so much value has been placed on the finale. Curious if there will be any in-person stuff planned in places that aren't getting a regional GoFest event. It'd be a little weird if some of the plans with cities were only for Stuffle Day and there's nothing for GoFest.
1: That's a good call out, and I think probably – Uh, You know, the stuff that we saw for the meetups for Alolan Geodude community, that infrastructure, I I would imagine, will probably be co-opted into other events such as GoFest, Safari Zones, etc. Maybe not Safari Zones, actually, now that I think about it, because that's more of a centralized local celebration, like of local culture and stuff like that. But global events like GoFest, I would imagine, right? Yeah, anything that would be global and not
0: like regionalized, I
1: can see them continuing to
0: try and work in this new system that they have and hopefully expand on it because it's a it's a good idea Mm -hmm. that said please niantic pick a different park from chicago i know you've probably got now some blanket permission to use it in the future but like it's
1: not going to be fun to play there in the middle of july i still think that lincoln park was the best one yeah uh, i mean i mean that was still out in the sun but it was a long path with interesting things at each side, like that one made the most sense to me. It just, it just needs a little bit more
0: cover. I'm we just need a roof. Be honest. Yeah, it needs some trees or something. <laughs> That's
1: right. Let's go to JFK health world. Just have go fest there. <laughs> the next response is from Marcello
0: Mortello. Besides the obvious for me, it would be everything PVP related hunting for Pokemon. I haven't seen since I realized the concept of PVP IVs. So almost everything. <laughs> I love shinies and still hope for finding a Shundo or a shiny with good PVP IVs. Speaking of specific Pokemon, it would be this Lava Turtle and Tropius. Speaking of experience, I'm scared and excited about my first real event, which is more than a community day since PVP IV knowledge and fast catching skills. Well, the fast
1: catching skills are going to come in handy. So
0: oh, yeah. They, they, they all complement each other. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, this is going to be sick. You're going to really it's going to be a, a much different experience.
0: Yeah, especially if you kind of just focus in on it. It it can be intense if you just catch and don't have any distractions.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not a bad way to go.
0: The last response is from Greninja Muffin. I said in the form of an email. Hey, Chris and Kyle, I would like to say I'm looking forward to a few things at GoFest. One it is my first GoFest and is in my home of Seattle. Two, I really enjoyed Stuffle Day at Seattle Center and met a lot of really kind people and overall just had a fun day with friends. I hope GoFest is the same but better. Three, definitely Metatite. Metacham has really grown on me recently. Metacham has a great shiny and I have a rank 69 that I am currently working on but still needs a fair few candy XLs. Regards, Greninja Muffin. XL Metacham is fantastic and a ton of fun to use. Mine is nowhere near rank 69. It's like a a 14, 14, 14. So it's just not great for XL. And I said I didn't care. So I did it anyways. And it's a ton of fun to use. So good luck
1: with getting all the XL you need for that. Do you regret investing in that one before you had a more ideal one for XL or no?
0: No, I'll get more XL if I want to make a proper one. But I'm not competing in any specific tier of PVP, so it's just for fun.
1: Yeah, that's a fair enough. I understand. I understand completely. Now for this week's PokePole, what's the
0: one thing you seem to always forget when preparing for or during an event? Didn't restock Pokeballs? Forgot to do the special research? Completely spaced out on using a lucky egg or star piece? Let us know. All right, I got, I got an easy one. For me, I regularly let my star piece or lucky egg lapse regular like or sometimes it's like an hour into the event. I'm like, oh, I didn't use lucky egg.
1: hmm. I almost liked it better during live events when we couldn't stack the items because there was always somebody in the group after the hour had passed. I was like, hey, just a reminder to re up your eggs. Yeah, I don't know. I just I always
0: am hesitant to just use like eight lucky eggs at a time.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I just,
0: I just don't want to do that because I know that like when I do that, that's going to be the day where after two hours we got to go do something or something sure. like that. Yeah, that's
1: like an emergency. You're like, uh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, mine is very simply what we've been making fun of, which was kind of the motivation for this. I thought it'd be fun to hear about everybody else's <laughs> the ball that they drop. Uh, mine is the special research. As much as I love doing them and I take pride in having completion of them, it is one of the things that I it kind of out of sight, out of mind for these events until mm-hmm. Kyle reminds me or I'm like oh it's near the end of the event what do I have to do again oh my gosh <laughs> i haven't done any of them yet step 2 oh man <laughs> yeah so if you dear listener have an answer to this week's pokepole question we'd love to hear from you you can answer the question we posted on twitter or if you're a patron of ours and our pokepole channel we have for it more about patreon patronage in the patron discord at the end of the show but you can also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. You can also send us an email, the old-fashioned way, to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And uh, we, we've got some of those. We've got some of those in the tube. But before we get there, we're going to pass it over to Fish and DefiE, who this week for PvP Corner are going to be covering, you know, a bunch of the the normal sort of stuff. Like it's Element Cup right now, things like that, but also excitingly. Fish is going to be interviewing DeFi on her experience at shoutcasting at the Indianapolis Pokemon Go tournament. It was like an official sanctioned Pokemon event. All the stuff we were hyped about last week. This is after that. So uh, very excited to hear what DeFi has to say. And uh, we hope that you're interested as well. Over to the two of you.
3: Hi, I'm Fish on And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that is the media darling of the PvP world. DeFi, what is going on in PvP right now?
2: Well, Fish, let's go ahead and start off with Go Battle League. Right now we are in the Ultra League and the Element Cup. So Fish, what are you running for the Element Cup? So that's another little cup, CP500 and under. Only Pokemon that can evolve are eligible. What are you all running I'm actually doing
3: open Ultra League. I have not gone to the Element Cup yet, but I have seen a lot of other battlers running uh, pre- pretty much the same things that we saw last time around. So a lot of your starters, your Bulbasaur, Chikorita, your Charmander, uh, there's a volpixes around. There's, a, of course, the Ducklets and Cottonys. Uh There was a very, very short period of time where... Niantic forgot to flip some sort of switch, and uh, we were able to use evolved Pokemon. So I was seeing images of like people encountering Shadow Victory Bells and Wall Rains and uh, <laughs> wild madness. But uh, <laughs> that was that was fixed pretty quickly, and it, it is back to the regular
2: old Element Cup. All right, what are you running in Ultra League? I've
3: Been mixing it up a little. The thing that I have been using probably most often is a scavalier Swampert and. Armored Mewtwo but I would not recommend that team it's not that great I just use it because it's fun like if it comes across an altered form Giratina then uh, you're in trouble next up from May 17 to 24 we have Open Master League and Master League Classic will you be participating in Master League or Master League Classic, DeFi?
2: Um, I'm going to try. I really want to finish that one badge for doing Master League battles. <laughs> I've never completely gotten it to platinum. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at like 653 wins out of a thousand. So That's Master League Class, yeah, it's not. Ba- I'm getting there. Yeah. but I would like to do some more Master League Classic. So in classic I can run Lugia and I really I have a Lugia that I really like. Uh, and some other Pokemon. There's some things in the classic meta that I'm missing that I really wish I had, like um Zacian. I really wish I had a Zacian that I wanted to power up. But I think Masterly Classic's okay. I think I'll might try a couple battles there. And then Finally, everybody, May 24th to June 1st is the end of the interlude season, and for that last week, it's going to be all three open leagues, so Open Great, Open Ultra, and Open Masters to close out the season.
3: It's crazy to think that this whole weird interlude season is just about done.
2: It is very strange. It feels like it just flew by.
3: Yeah, yeah. Next, we have our Sylph check-in. DeFi, you have been a very, very busy woman lately, and we will get to that. Soon, but have you been doing any Silver Arena battles? Have you been looking into the meta at all?
2: I have. Uh, I had to kind of last minute put together a team, but I like it. I'm using some Volt Switch users uh with Galvantula and a Graveler, counter users, Vigoroth and Heracross. And I mean Wormadam trash. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Wormadam trash in a little bit here. Uh but how about you?
3: Yeah, I've been noticing the same thing. I actually uh, recently included Raichu in my team, which is I. It's a great safe swap, and I can't really articulate why. Um, with that Brick Break second move, it's not often that you would hear me recommend Brick Break as a move, but it actually has play here with such glassy Pokemon, some of which are quite weak to the fighting moves. So your things like Magnezone doesn't want to take like, more than one Brick Break. Uh, Lolan Graveler faints to a couple of Brick Breaks. Uh, it's reasonable chip damage against Vigoroth as well. Uh, but then that Wild Charge closing power just does so much good work. So, Raichu, if you haven't started your tournaments yet. But yeah, you mentioned Wormadam before. Um, it should, shouldn't have skipped past that. Wormadam has been outperforming the competition. Like, the... Number one Pokemon in the competition. It keep, it keeps flipping back and forth between Vigoroth and Toxic but Toxic just melts in front of a Wormadam. It it's also really decent against Frostlass, which is the fourth most common Pokemon. Um, it only takes it. It can tank a Shadow Ball quite well. It can't tank a second one, but by the time it gets there, like it can get to an Iron Head, it can wear it down with Confusion. So you can really kind of one shield, one charge move your way through that matchup. So that's a really good matchup for that. Wormadam is very good. Okay, so speaking of madams who are overperforming it is time to get into our deep dive and defy you have just come out of this experience where you were at the center of the universe of pokemon go pvp shoutcasting the indianapolis regionals competition and i know there are a lot of people in our circles who would love to know just everything about this experience defy are you willing to talk about that with me
2: I would love to share my experience. I've been so excited to talk about it. And yeah, I'm ready. Let's just get going.
3: Tell me everything that happened to you starting from the moment where you were contacted by a member of the Pokemon company to tell you, hey, we'd like you to do this job for us.
2: Excellent. I will do that. So I was contacted by someone from the Pokemon company, one of the live stream producers, and she asked if I wanted to talk about a potential casting opportunity. And I was so surprised. It felt like it came out of nowhere. I was so just surprised and honored. But one of the things I had to do was sign an NDA first. So that's why none of the casters really we. Weak- talked about it until it was announced because we agreed not to, uh, which kept the surprise, which was really, really fun. So that was kind of how it got started. And I found out the people I'd be casting with, Speediest Chief, Two Old Butters, and Wholesome Underscore. And it just kind of all went from there. We got in a group chat and started talking about how excited we were.
3: So how did you prepare in the days or weeks even leading up to the event?
2: So one thing I did for sure was binge watch all of EUIC, the European Union International Championships, because then I could watch Speediest and Tuo Butters, as well as Caleb Pang and Zionic, just knock it out of the park over in Germany and Frankfurt for that tournament. And that really helped just because I haven't been casting so much lately. I haven't been streaming because I've been so busy working on my master's degree. So the way that I prepared was really just watching others and kind of taking note there. Uh, Also, the Pokemon company has some expectations for when you're casting. So things like, of course, you know, dressing nicely, being professional. Of course, you know, don't swear like a sailor when you're up there. (laughs) Things like that, but also some things that when we cast typically and we're just hanging out in Twitch, we don't think about, like saying the Pokemon's whole name, for example. Uh, So saying, trying to say Registeel instead of just Reggie, or Trevenant instead of Trev, Defense Form Deoxys instead of DD, or things like Pokemon do not die; they are not killed. Yes, (laughs) uh, they faint. So there were things like that that we had to be mindful of during the stream. Also, while the camera was on, just trying to think about uh, looking at the camera and balancing that with looking at my co caster and trying not to just look down at the desk where Mm -hmm. I have notes and things and other screens, trying to like figure, think about where my eyes were looking, think about how I'm holding myself, like, you know, shoulders back, trying to present myself well. So. Kind of all of those were things that I was thinking about while casting. But overall, the Pokemon Company really let us do what we do best. We were never reading off of a teleprompter. There were a couple times, um, Speediest and Butters mostly did this, where they talked about like Mega Pokemon or Alolan Geodude Community Day. Mm -hmm. Those there were a little bit more of kind of words to say. Yeah. But when we were casting, that was all 100% genuine yeah. us.
3: So I've, I've always been really interested by those little production things like what, what you talk about, about uh, certain things that you uh, can and can't say. Um, I'm interested in whether Play Pokemon provided you any sort of advice or guidance about, uh, you know, how much you're looking at the camera versus how much you're looking at the co-caster or whether they just trusted you to to have that knowledge and, and know what to do in that regard.
2: So I would say that they gave us some advice. So we'd maybe do a couple sets and then we'd switch casters. And if they had some advice uh, for us, they would definitely let us know. But overall, it was really our show, which I really appreciated because the Pokemon company really reached out to community members. They reached out to leaders in the community, people who are in the Pokemon community for Pokemon Go and kind of trusted their expertise. So, I really appreciated kind of that freedom to just kind of be myself uh, within some fences. Again, no swearing, (laughs) no, (laughs) no saying that the Pokemon was killed. Died, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so. How about
3: on the day of the event? Can you talk about, uh, just take us through kind of what happens from when you wake up that morning to when the cameras start rolling and beyond.
2: We were running. We weren't quite as early as we wanted to be. We were a little late from breakfast, but we got to the stadium and oh my goodness, you walk in the door to see thousands of Pokemon fans. But from the trading card game to the video game uh, to Pokemon Go and just having to like fight your way through the convention center to get back to where the production was, was amazing. Like that's really the way like Pokemon should be experienced. It's with other people. Pokemon is a community game. Yeah. So it was just so electric. We use the word electric a lot. It it really was, and that was honestly the best part of the entire experience was just being there with other people. So we get back there, kind of get ourselves set up. We check our mics, we check our headsets, um, do some preliminary get get that little bit of advice about you know making sure you're looking at the camera, um, reviewing some of the the guidelines about what to say. Uh, but overall, it was pretty much just you know, get up and go and be ourselves. And again, I really appreciate kind of a little, that bit of freedom that we got to do our own thing. What was fun is when we weren't on camera, we were actually helping with the production. So if you notice that, uh, so on the screen itself that, when they showed the players teams, uh, when Speediest and Butters were casting, Wholesome and I were helping get those team like the team set up, like which three Pokemon were being used and when they fainted. Uh, so we were actually helping with that, which was really fun. So if there was a mistake, it was probably us. So <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get mad at the production staff because it was it was us who was helping out. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Uh, but it was good because we know the game really well. So it was easy for us to input all of those things. Sure, sure. Um, and so what are those
3: emotions like throughout the day as the day is progressing and the, the day is getting longer? You're getting kind of more used to it or, or more comfortable. You're starting to see people's reactions. How, how are those emotions going?
2: I was so nervous at the start. I was so, so, so nervous. And I think that came off on camera a little bit on that first day, especially there was a little bit of just a production mishap uh, with our very first. uh, If you go back and watch the stream, you can see Wholesome and I are just kind of talking for a while and there's no battle. Uh, Like the battler, there was an issue with the battler wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of had to talk and we didn't have a battle to talk about and we weren't (laughs) as prepared for that as maybe we should be and I think that just kind of started us off kind of tough but we after that happened we reset we refocused and wholesome were like we can do this <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like that trial by
3: fire like once you have to deal with the harder stuff then everything else just feels easier going forward
2: because yeah, what we're what we're good at is just talking about the battle so it's tough when you don't have a battle to talk about and filling that time but after that we got so much more comfortable we i think we improved a ton throughout the day and then the second day was uh, so much better at the start
3: yeah right so you felt more comfortable
2: oh for sure yeah, and right. just really, like, that encouragement and the love from the crowd. Some of the best is you can't hear it a ton on the stream, but when you're in the casting booth, you can hear the crowd right just screaming and cheering and gasping and applauding. So that that's really the best PvP experience is really experiencing that with the community, with the crowd.
3: Yeah, that sounds, like, amazing. I, I mean, I right now I couldn't imagine like what that must be like experiencing it in a crowd because i've been me personally i've been dealing with just such a remote pvp experience for so long i i can't wait to <laughs> have that experience myself and uh, yeah really excited for you that you got to experience that so uh what about between days one and two so the cameras switch off at the end of day one we've got our finalists Heading into day two, what's it like in between those days? Is there more preparation or do you get to chill out and mingle with your co-casters or what's happening there?
2: There were so many community events and community dinners and community hangouts. So really after the cameras were off, we had time to uh, walk around the city and see people and go to different little group meetups. But I really tried to get at least some sleep, even though it was (laughs) tough because I was still really excited for the next day. I mean, we had amazing battlers that second (laughs) day. It was so much fun and I was just really excited. So get up the next day. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable. Uh, I feel ready. And I think I was a lot more relaxed. My entire goal the second day was just to start the day with good vibes and have a lot more fun. And I did that by kind of playing up some memes in, while I was talking. So, for example, uh, in EU, I say EU, I see the boy said absolutely a lot. Yeah. So I tried to throw in plenty of absolutely. <laughs> There's also kind of a Twitch slash Twitter meme, a hundred percent. One more thing, that line. So I threw that in there a bunch, just to try to. Yeah, like, people would have loved that. Yeah, so I threw in hundred percent agree. One more thing, a bunch. So did Wholesome, uh, just to get the Twitch chat going, and that kind of made me feel better. Um, I think just goofing around, making more jokes. Like I made, we made a lot of jokes of like King and the Crown and the king to victory so jokes like that <laughs> puns, like <just> sil- puns. <laughs> lots of puns so that was my entire goal the second day was just to relax make more jokes uh still give you know my absolute 100 percent best but try to yeah. do more to help myself relax
3: so then this all leads up to the final which has been talked about a lot it is I iamero versus king iv tell us about that experience
2: of course. So, Speediest and Butters started. They started off with the winners rounds. So there was Iomero and Crimson K, King Ivy and Trent, and then uh, Iomero won and Trent won, and then Iomero defeated Trent. Then Wholesome and I casted for its AXN versus Party Marty and Bulk Eighty Eight versus Gandalf the Yellow. I think Gandalf the Yellow was probably my favorite person that <laughs> I casted for. They had some kind of just di- uh, slightly off meta picks. They had a Surfetched and a Talon Flame, which nobody else really brought. That I thought was fantastic and worked really, really well. So that was very, very cool. Got got them all the way up to fifth in a tournament of almost a hundred people.
3: Yeah, so that's crazy.
2: Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, so what we have at the end is King wins the loser's bracket, and Iomero wins the winner's bracket. Then we get into this final match. It's King versus Iomero. And we do the first three battles. King beats Iomero in the best of five. So King wins the best of five. They go, I think, 2-2, and then King wins the last one. That means, because King was in the loser's bracket, um, and Iomero was in the winner's, you have to lose twice to be out. So that means we have to reset the bracket, and they play a best of five again. (laughs) Uh, So now that they're on even footing. So that was absolutely insane. So King is coming back from a loss, being in that... um, Coming back from the losers bracket, his early defeat uh, to Trent in round one, and now has to win like three in a row <laughs> to beat Iomero, and he does. So Butters and Speediest Chief were casting, so Wholesome and I were helping with production. What we would do at this point is we would just take turns. So one of us would do the the buttons and the other person uh would go out by the crowd. So a lot so, of people wait, saw me because so, I uh, was
3: what what buttons are we talking about?
2: Um one of us would help with the production, like the feints and things, like pressing the helping press the buttons.
3: Yeah, sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. To
2: sure. making to showing which Pokemon were f- were fainting which ones were on screen and as soon right, as that right, was right, done yeah. and we had that all set up one of us would go and watch with the crowd and i was really into it like i was screaming and jumping i was really really excited i really like both of these battlers and it was just it was electric that's really the only yeah. way the gasps and the screams there were some amazing catches and plays and undercharges It was so good. It was just so, (laughs) it was so crazy. Then King won, just, you know, came the biggest comeback ever, wins. Both of them have punched their ticket to worlds, both King and Iomero. So, really, at the end of the day, I think they both. Did great and they both they both get that amazing prize of going to worlds yeah yeah they do an interview with king and production wraps for go for the day so we kind of go around take i take a quick loop through the convention center a bunch of us go out to lunch uh so i got to see king and iomero and talk to them a little bit more at lunch and then for me i actually had to leave early there was kind of another big um dinner that i had to miss but you know the youth of the world come first. I had to go back to my teaching job. So I had to you're, leave a you're little an early.
3: Hero.
2: Oh, of course. <laughs> so I I had to leave a little early from Indianapolis. Sure. But overall, it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life. I put it right up there, like there's my wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting the dog, getting Missy. <laughs> And then this is like number three. Wow. (laughs) This is like right up there with some of the best experiences. I am honestly just overwhelmed with the gratitude that I feel, Mm -hmm. uh, not just for the Pokemon Company International for giving me this amazing opportunity uh, to be the first female caster for Pokemon Go Mm -hmm. in this official sense but also to all of the people on Twitter and all of the amazing support I'm getting on discord, all of the people who direct messaged me telling me how excited they were and giving me um, just praise and support. I am so, so humbled and grateful.
3: And that's something that that I've, I've said to you before. I'm not sure if I've said it on air, but uh, the fact that like, you are a person that the entire PvP world is rooting for. We are all very happy when you succeed because you are such a, a wonderful giving person to the community.
2: Oh, I appreciate that.
3: <laughs> now, I'll ask the question where to from here. I don't know if you'll have anything that you are allowed to say, but it, like, is there plans for more of this in the works
2: I really hope to be invited back next season. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be amazing. I'm very, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I hope I did a good job with the, I hope I made the community proud. I hope I made the Pokemon company proud. I hope to be back uh, for season two. I know this was kind of an abbreviated season. I don't think that's a secret that this Mm -hmm. was a smaller season, kind of just coming back from a global pandemic. Um, I'm hoping for bigger and better, more events next season. Is what I'm really hoping for. Lots more opportunities to get a lot of different casters. I'd really love to see more diversity in the cast. uh, A lot more representation is something I would really love to see. And I think that Pokemon Company recognizes that. So that's something I'm really hopeful for. Um, I personally will not be going to any of the other regional tournaments. Uh, Just I'm spending some time with family. I have a Mm -hmm. funeral that is planned that I have to attend. So I I can confidently say that I currently do not have plans to go to the (laughs) other regionals. Uh, I'm currently deciding I think I want to go to the uh, North America International Championship as a competitor. So that's something because it's really the only date that I'm available. So if I can go as a competitor, I think that would be really fun because there are things that you miss when you're behind the casting desk. You miss getting to really be amongst the crowd. I would really love to compete. You can play these like side events, um, like some games and things to win tickets and get some really cool prizes. I'd like to have that side of the experience as well. And also I think it'd be really fun to compete So, those are some things. I also have just set a lot of goals for myself. I'm kind of journaling them all out right now. But there's a lot of things I want to personally improve with my own casting abilities and my own, honestly, just PvP uh, abilities that I want to work on. Uh, Lots of goals for streaming. Uh, As right now, the big thing is just get to my graduation, (laughs) you know, walk across the stage (laughs) and accept my master's degree, Uh, you know, become. A master of education and then i will work on being a pokemon master after that <laughs> but i have a i have a lot of personal goals and i know that's something yeah. chris is gonna love to hear is that i'm setting <laughs> a lot of a lot of goals for myself just to put myself out there more learn more mm-hmm. uh, that's that's part of i think just being that's part of who i am and part of being a teacher is just wanting to learn
3: yeah which is super admirable so then i guess that leads me to my final question which is I know there are a lot of people, again, in our circles who would love to know what advice you have for those who are looking to do what you have just done one day.
2: Honestly, the first thing that I ever really did, the first thing I ever put on the internet was just talking over my battles. Sure. And putting yourself out there, contacting people like Pallet Town, contacting people in your local community. And just really just putting yourself out there, finding a a supportive community and finding those opportunities. I think there are a lot of places in Pokemon, if you say in Pokemon Go, especially if you say that you're interested in learning more about casting and trying it out. There are a lot of really receptive communities and organizations that would love to give more people a shot, especially uh, to get more diversity and representation uh, in the casting
3: which is a fantastic answer we do have some questions i did put out the call on twitter for a few extra questions and we got some responses one of them being from shadow prime 34 who just says what is the favorite part of your indie experience
2: the finals it has to be the finals uh just running out so i would just run i'm short and just my little legs and i would just run running past the caster's desk (laughs) behind the curtain and just run out and be with people to clap and shout and cheer and gasp with the crowd just as these moves like it was kind of the casters would say like is he going to shield and then you see the shield pop up and everybody's just like (laughs) (laughs) so that was that was so exhilarating that's honestly the Best way to experience Pokemon Go PVP is in a crowd like that in person.
3: Yeah, so often not just one thing I'll add to that. So often uh, you and I have casted together, and we've had those moments where someone's like not shielded until the very last second, and (laughs) where like sometimes it's a really obvious shield as well, and that's always a very tense moment. Like, wait, are they not going to shield? They're not going to shield? Okay, there's the
2: shield. Yes. Oh my goodness, (laughs) but there were some there were some big no shields that happened, and oh yeah, no, just be just really being with the crowd, being with the community that was that was my favorite part.
3: Of course, yeah. That's amazing. Um Rose Diamond 10 says, "Did you tell your students?" And if so, what did they say?
2: I didn't tell my students, but I did tell some of my colleagues. Really up until this point I haven't talked to my coworkers very much about Pokemon Go. Africa, yeah. <laughs> but I did talk to a couple of them about it and they all thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> Even if they don't fully understand Pokemon or Pokemon Go, they thought it was really cool. Yeah experience, especially when I talked about how honored and humbled I was to be the first woman to do this for the Pokemon Go casting Mm -hmm. and how much that meant to me, especially even if they didn't understand necessarily what Pokemon or Pokemon Go was. When I was talking about how important it was and how much it meant to me, like just my feelings of being humbled and honored to be a female representative for the Pokemon community, the Pokemon Go community, that was that mm-hmm. was great. and they really yeah. respected that and thought that was really cool. Um, just in ha- because I have talked about with some of my colleagues how important it is to me to empower women in gaming and how passionate I am about that. So they recognize like how cool yeah. that was from that perspective.
3: And final question is from uh, go cast Chris, who says, was there a moment where the nerves just fell away? Was there a, a, point, a pinpoint moment that you can point out?
2: When I was done casting for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, the nerves were always a little bit there, but I, it was more fun than anything. I think mm-hmm. it's difficult to completely put the nerves away. I think the nerves aren't a bad thing always in small doses. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you thinking. But the big nerves definitely went away. I mentioned at the top of the interview, like I was so nervous going yeah. into day one, uh, but I got just pers- just more and more and more comfortable. And by the end of day one, started day two. I think I was as comfortable as I could possibly be, while still having th- those little bit of nerves of "Oh my gosh, I'm on camera, <laughs> people are watching me."
3: defy I can't wait for you to have more of these experiences and for you to have more stories like this to talk about. But for now. We better end the show. Uh, Let's go into the shameless plugs.
2: Do you have anything to plug? I don't. Just look. So shameless plugs. Just be on the lookout for me. Uh, If you haven't checked out my Twitter lately, I did post a bunch of pictures from the event. Pictures of me from the casting desk, a little behind the scenes stuff. Pictures from dinners and lunches that I went to. So be sure to check that out. I'm going to post some of the goals. I know Chris is going to love reading my goals that I have for myself this summer. So just be on the lookout for me. Keep your Keep your eyes and ears open.
3: And for me, I appeared on the latest episode of Roundtable Chat Talk, which is a fairly new podcast. I, I find the two hosts of that show to be uh, very similar to the twins Sultan na from the former Pokemon Go Radio. They've got that same kind of humor about them and it was a lot of fun recording for that show. We've also got this Sunday European champion Iris is coming onto the Pallet Town Twitch and YouTube channels. It's looking like that will be twelve thirty PM UTC or eight thirty AM Eastern US time. One more thing is I'll also be in Perth next weekend, the 21st and 22nd, my time, uh, of May, the Perth Regional Championships. And I'm getting pretty comfortable with my team. I'm feeling like I'm almost ready to go. I'm excited to see what I can make of that.
2: And I will be rooting for you. I'm also really excited to see how the Lily Regional Championship pans out. Uh, that is also next weekend coming up in France. So those are ones. I'm definitely not going to France or Australia right now, but I will be <laughs> watching. I'll be watching your Twitter, the Pallet PVP Twitter. I'm going to watch all of that for your performance in Perth and also keep my eye on what's going on in Paris.
3: In closing, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to pbpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And we will see you next week.
2: Bye.
1: All right. Thanks a million fish and DeFi. DeFi, Thanks so much uh, again for sharing your experience with us. That was super duper interesting. All right, cool. I got so caught up in that Kyle. I'm a little bit out of sorts. Could you help me uh, get set straight back on the path, please? It's time for emails. Oh, (laughs) why is it? I always forget this. I have no idea, Uh, but also no voicemails to speak of. We actually did get one, but it's for PVP corner. So that'll be next week for them. Our first email here is from Drew2. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Buckle up, because I've got a lot to get off my chest. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Here we go. First, why does it seem like an iantic has been the epitome of contradiction lately? They want us to get out and walk more? Oh, here. You must catch these Pokemon for a collection challenge, but only if you stand here by this Pokestop and don't move for half an hour, or maybe even more. And Community Days? Apparently they don't want us to socialize and interact with each other more, but try and promote it by giving us less time to catch? My son and I only had about half an hour to play due to a full schedule of soccer games on Saturday, and we spent the entire time in silence trying to pine up every stuff we could find. Mission accomplished? Question mark, and now Mega Raids. Hey, trainers, we are making Mega Raids easier to beat, but don't bring less than eight trainers with perfect counters to try and beat this Mega Latias. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, Now that my complaints are over, I'd like to pitch an idea for Incense that I think would be a workable solution for both Niantic and Trainers. My experience with Incense is that I only use it, or at least I used to use it, when I can't go out. It's either too hot, too cold, or too late at night. However, if it's nice out and I can go on a walk, I don't use an Incense because I'm already encountering lots of Pokemon anyway. Shouldn't the point of Incense be that it brings the Pokemon to you? Only making it work well while you're walking seems like a contradiction. I see a trend here. Here's what I'd suggest. Have the incense be either normal or boosted, depending on two variables, time of day and the weather. An incense could be boosted if it's dark out, so before sunrise or after sunset. And if the weather is less than ideal or even potentially unsafe, you know how they are constantly warning us about that. If the temperature drops below freezing or above a certain temperature, let's say 90 degrees Fahrenheit, then the drops below, then the incense would become boosted and allow trainers to play safely at home. This seems like a good compromise to me that I think most trainers would be okay with. Thoughts? My sincerest apologies for the superfluous and long-winded correspondence. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, too. I I imagine in my mind's eye, you writing that with a quill. (laughs) My sincerest apologies for the superfluous and long-winded correspondence. All right. um, uh, Kyle, I'm going to let you take a crack at, at this first. I have... I have many things to say. Okay,
0: so a a few thoughts. I'm going to be devil's advocate on the ideas here. But first, I'm not going to disagree with the potential contradictions for the first few examples. I mostly want to comment on the Mega Raids. I don't think the Mega Raids is a contradiction. I think it just happened to correspond with the release of Mega Legendary Raids. Mega Legendary Raids were always going to be more difficult. It's just not even a question. And so it probably feels bad from a technical standpoint to be told, hey, we're lowering the difficulty, but here's a harder raid. They're they're not, you know, together at the same time because then now we have mega blastoise, who is easier. I don't know how much easier I haven't actually paid attention. I'm gonna probably figure you that out like later. Three today. people.
1: Three? <laughs> yeah. you
0: need three, or is it like two with perfect Um, counters you might be
1: able to duo it we had we we were pretty healthy with three
0: okay maybe maybe i'll try and attempt that later today but still so i i don't think the megalatias was a a fantastic example but i understand why it feels bad want to comment before i comment on the the incense thoughts yeah
1: yeah let's do that because there is kind of oh your your incense thoughts as well okay yeah. yeah so let's let's talk about this one topic at a time then so My thoughts on the whole mega thing and the mega rates being easier is that, yeah, I agree with Kyle. The optics and the timing of it has not been that great, but I don't think Niantic has had a particular talent for being able to predict those moments of poor optics, even if the things are largely innocuous, right? But just because two things are released in, in close proximity doesn't mean that they have a correlation. And I feel like that's that's a theme in this entire email, but again, we'll take it one piece at a time. If the Mega Raids hadn't been made easier, it's quite likely that Mega Latios and Latias would have required like eight or 10 people. They could have been harder. And so they mm-hmm. could have been like, hey, let's scale all these down because we kind of wanted to make Mega Raids more accessible anyway for like people that don't have friends around or only one or two instead of like four or five. But the Mega Legendary Raids still need to be hard. But let's pretend That we're all in max level, uh, you know, and everybody is just one person alone, and they've done the best they can do. They're max level. They have all the Pokemon that they can get, right, appropriate, and they invite all the people that they can invite. And that just means this one person there locally and a full five invite set of remotes. And that feels like what they tuned the difficulty to at the top end to me, which would make sense, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> those weren't easy, but they probably are easier than they originally were going to be. Agreed. So uh, if if your only other uh, piece of feedback for this is on Incense, Kyle, I'm going to circle back to the beginning part first mm-hmm. before we talk about Incense together. So we did have this conversation. And it did seem kind of counterintuitive. And I saw this all over social media between the it was like the midst of us being really hot about them reducing the community day times to make us play together more often. And so the counter argument here from drew two is that they gave us less time to do it, which seems counterintuitive or counterproductive to the goal of socializing more. And what they're trying to say is they would rather have it's quality over quantity for them. They'd rather have you hang out with 10 people for three hours than three people for six is what they're saying. And, they, and that, that kind of feeds into a few things that they don't really talk about out loud. It's how people perceive other players out in the wild, how exciting it looks when more people are together in one place, and how easily can they, since they wanted to have people out in the field at these events, how, how more efficiently can they cover these events? I think lowering that time window is good for that so they can do more in that smaller period of time. So I think maybe for your particular situation or your example in this case, it seems not great, but that doesn't mean that the change itself doesn't still accomplish the goals that they were trying to put forth. So I know this is long-winded. Please stay with me. I've been thinking about this for weeks. So if you take (laughs) that idea and then you say, we were in this mind space, we were like, why are you doing this? We don't like it. This seems counterproductive to the way that we want to play. You're trying to force us to play a certain way. When they came out with the collection challenge with the incense around it, people were like, this seems like a direct contradiction. And it's exactly what you're saying. And I think from a player's perspective, from a trainer's perspective, that is right on the money. I mean, Kyle, don't you think I mean, that makes sense to me?
0: Yes, I'm not. I'm never going to disagree that there aren't contradictions to what Niantic does and what they say otherwise right
1: so here's the thing though you can try to accomplish two things at the same time and like i had just said a little bit ago just because two things happen close to each other does not mean that they're correlated so their goals for uh for removing in or making incense a little bit less effective was to get people to walk out go and walk more but you have to sit around these lures for this other collection challenge in order to get this thing Sounds kind of weird. I'm sitting here for a while. But here's the thing. It does. It accomplishes the goal of bringing people together because you're going to the same spots. So you're generating a little bit of that excitement that they're trying to, you know, squish for community days. And you are going out to a stop to do that. So you're still getting up and going to some degree. Is it perfect? No. But it is putting... Progress toward one of their goals, just not the goal that you think it is. Right. Here's a really small example. And then I promise, Kyle, I will pass the mic back over. When I worked at Starbucks, one of the things that we got from the top down was we had to work on customer uh, connection and we had to work on window times. Now, those two things, in essence, seem contradictory, and they kind of are, especially if you're looking at metrics. Of course, I don't want to have a full conversation with somebody at the window if I'm trying to get my window times down, but I need to have a conversation and connect with the customer in order to increase my connection score, right? And this is true of every place with a drive-thru. This is not just a Starbucks thing. Mm -hmm. But the point of it is not that those two things work against each other, is that they're trying to instill a sense of urgency, both of those goals. So while you could see an 80% increase in one with no change in the other, they're looking for a 65 to 70% increase, increase in both. And overall, there's more value in that. I hope that makes sense because I'm, I'm applying that logic to this.
0: I am uh, not an average listener, so I can't tell you if it makes sense to somebody else or
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just TLDR, you can have different goals and they could work in opposite directions and you can still come out net positive. And it doesn't seem to make sense to a consumer.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree, pretty much entirely. Now, whether I agree with Niantic doing it, that's oh, not yeah. really that's not oh, really yeah. relevant to the discussion. Obviously, well, okay.
1: For the record, I'm still not a fan. I'm yeah. assuming not, you neither me. of us
0: agree. <laughs> neither of us are really in support of it. Still, no, yeah, that's not really
1: changed. But there has been a quest to understand.
0: Yeah, like we, we understand why it's done why they do the things, we just don't agree with that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But I think I agree, really. I don't have a whole lot else to add. They definitely, the shorter community days, they want for more socializing. And on the surface, some people might think shorter community days mean less socializing, but not in the way that Niantic wants people to socialize is the key difference. Mm -hmm. That leaves us with one last thing now, the idea about the incense. And I, I have one key thing that I take away from the the thought and, like, the thing that you're bringing up here, Drew, and that is your definition of why an incense needs to be used is not the same as Niantic's. It might not even be the same as mine or another player. Niantic wants an incense to augment the way that you play when you're walking. That's That's the plain and simple. We got used to it being one way. And so now we think, oh, incense should augment when I'm not walking. And then walking is its own thing. And that's not what Niantic wants, Mm -hmm. whether we like that or not. Incense are meant to make walking more profitable. And you. Can't use one example of going for a walk where there are, are spawns to negate the fact that incense gives you more spawns because more spawns are just more spawns.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, d- do we think that your proposed change would be a benefit to both parties? I mean, perhaps. But at the end of the day, uh, just to, to reference back to the dev diary that Michael did uh, on the community day changes and the thought process behind that. There's also a piece in that from this, and this is not going to be a direct quote because I don't remember exactly, but it was something to the effect of we made some changes during pandemic to make the game playable safely from home. The goal of the game is to not be able to play the entire thing from your couch. That's counterintuitive or counterproductive to their goals uh-huh. as a company or to the game. And so making incense good while you're standing still doesn't make any sense to them from a design perspective and so while we don't agree with it it seems like they're taking stuff away it does make it more in line with what they're trying to accomplish so take it take take that as you will (laughs) yeah i
0: agree although one thought is the idea behind the incense suggestion might be good the execution would be almost
1: impossible
3: Considering yeah. they can't
0: even get their in-game weather to be reliably similar to what it is outside, <laughs> all that this I, this change would make would be like post angrily on Twitter. Niantic, it's 110 degrees right now in Arizona. Why can't my incense be boosted? And. That just gives a whole group of people something else to be angry about.
1: Yeah, they literally just put the animations for the weather back in two days ago. (laughs) And today it was completely clear and it was raining in my game. I'm like, oh, that's
0: Thank you. I launched my game this morning and it was raining and I got up
1: to look outside. Yeah. So (laughs) as cool as this localized incense activity would be or effectiveness would be, I don't trust it. I don't trust it to be done well. Yeah. Uh, Or or accurately. It could be done well. And I mean, you know, the the backbone of where they're pulling their weather data from is going to be flawed to begin with because we're just humans. So, yeah. But thank you, Drew, too, for this great email. Lots of great discussion. Appreciate it. Next email is from Shadow
0: Prime, and they said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, sorry for the long email, Shadow (laughs) Prime here, wanted to give you the worst event I could think of, so here we go. Oh, no, I'm not mentally prepared for this like I was two weeks ago. (laughs) Trainer, we are excited to announce we are making some innovative changes to December Community Day for 2022. All featured Pokemon from this year will once again be available from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on December 10th and 11th. However, they will only be available in raids. Be sure <laughs> to use your free raid pass to catch at least one of the Pokemon. Eggs will also receive an event shakeup. Two clover eggs will now feature Rattata, Yungoos, Centret, and Zigzagoon. 5k eggs will feature Pidgey, Starly, Taylo, and Pidove. 7K eggs will only feature Alolan Diglet. Ten <laughs> K <10K laughs> eggs will now feature Magikarp, Pikachu with a random hat, and Eevee. Okay. I guess for hatch and 10k eggs.
1: <laughs> to, to, be fair, to be fair, Pikachu with a random hat, like any hat that it's had in 10K, is actually not bad.
0: Yeah, hang on, we'll double back on that in a second. We're just okay. gonna finish. Okay. Trainer trainers that complete the limited collection challenge will receive a sticker that they can add to <laughs> one sticker field research tasks will reward encounters with only electros oh my god electros I'm sorry (laughs) thankfully our events aren't this bad shiny vibes shadow prime 34 (laughs) so it's awful and we'd still probably do one rate of each if it happened because we have a problem
1: Yeah, because you have to complete that collection challenge. That's right. It's like do 10 Rattata raids. You're like, no, (laughs) you're like my wallet.
0: (laughs) But that said, Pikachu with a random hat would be an awesome event. I'm not going to lie. I would be Uh for it. Uh It it would have to be seven K eggs, though, not 10 K or two. Or I mean, no, because I want to be able to reliably get it, like even if it takes longer to hatch. That said. Uh, the way Niantic has the game coded, they couldn't do it. They the game breaks if they were to have two of the same hatted Pokemon.
1: Mm, like mm-hmm. hatted
0: versus unhatted with Eevee actually broke the game. Do you remember that? Yeah, we only had a Flower Crown for a while. Well, it was Flower Crown in the research task for the week. And because they couldn't have two forms at the same time, they had to take Eevee out of the wild swans for that entire month. Yeah. So if they could figure that out, I would be for it. A celebration of Pikachu for, like, Pokemon Day or something like that. Yeah. I'd be for that. Or even
1: a Community Day Classic. It's like, hey, we're bringing back Pikachu because we haven't since the first time. And this time, an added thing. We're calling it the Hat Roulette or whatever. You know, like, that'd be so cool. That'd be a fun way to explore that. But I'd be for that. Yeah. 100%. Like, all of them can be shiny. (laughs) 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 Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, This next one is from... Marcel. Thank you, by the way, Shadow Prime. Hey, Chris and Kyle. I just wanted to submit an idea for a PokePole. I didn't want to just write it on the Discord. Maybe you find it a good question to ask and answer to yourself. My question was, how is your daily slash weekly Pokemon routine looking? I would consider myself being a pretty intense and dedicated player at the moment. When I see my stats on leaderboards on Discord, there are mostly 200 to 300 Pokemon caught per day and also a lot of experience. At the moment, I have an account, but also take a lot of care of the account of my girlfriend when it comes to evaluating Pokemon for trading, leveling, or battling. So, Kyle, why don't we go ahead and answer this one? This, is, this one's kind of uh, sort of a, a generic sort of thing, and I think we did actually ask about routines relatively recently. So, uh, what's your daily Pokemon Go routine? Let's just do that, because weekly, I really don't know how I'd answer that. I also don't know
0: how I'd answer that. I don't. I don't make a huge deal about it in my daily routine it is something i do regularly i wake up i check like my two or three mobile games that i play i open up pokemon go catch what's around me when i'm here you know do some buddy stuff especially with my goal for the best buddies right now and then that's it until i get to work i open it at work because i happen to work on a pokestop and you know make sure to spin the stop when i'm there and that's kind of it for a work day on days off, now that the weather's nicer, I'm trying to get out sometime in the afternoon to go play more. But that's kind of a, an evolving thing because our weather has been a mess in the Midwest.
1: It has been. It's either been uh, fall or Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no in between. Uh, my daily Pokemon routine is nothing so concrete as I wake up and I do this thing, or right before to bed, I, I, right before I go to bed, I do this thing. I generally just check pokemon go throughout the day passively when i have an opportunity if i can multitask and play go i'll do that but you know not while i'm driving now i'm talking to other people etc uh, it's mm-hmm. usually just like a if i'm waiting for a file to render or i'm recording something that i'm monitoring with just my ears i'll catch some pokemon right stuff like that but thank you very much for your email and your question
0: next email is from grant kenny and they said hey chris and kyle Thank you for commenting on the ethics of some of the things I've heard about, dual accounts and sock walks, as they seem so normalized and attractive to a free-to-play player. I didn't know they were explicitly against TOS, just that they felt wrong. I feel more proud that I haven't done these after the last podcast. Since my last email, I've hit level 40, found a local community, hatched my first nice, and I'm loving Excel and the new mega system. Although minimum of seven to take down a Latios is a bit extreme. (laughs) Yeah. By any chance, do you think Niantic will extend the trade distance for community day? Would love to capitalize on that trade evolution for Golem. May the 4th and shiny luck be with you. Grant Kenny. And also with you. I think. Increase the trade distance. It's been a while since we've had increased trade distance. It's not gonna
1: lie. Yeah, you're right. And I feel like if they were going to extend the trade distance, we would know. Or they'd be like, "And a special surprise. We're not telling you until the day." So yeah, I think
0: I think it might be more expected for GoFest without oh, a, yeah. without having told us than a community day or tied to a specific event. Versus just the weekend.
1: I thought they said something for trade distance for GoFest already, but I, I don't remember specifically. I don't think they did, but I. There was a I lot of info, wrong. so you'll have to forget us if we can't remember the one particular thing. But <laughs> no, definitely not for a geo dude community day. If they did, that'd be great. But I think I'm I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that that's not
0: going to be the case. That said, this is a not great opportunity. Just going to remind everybody who cares about mass evolutions. Traded Geodudes are free to evolve into Golem. You still have to pay the candy for Graveler, but that's 25, I believe. So save them, trade them with somebody else who played, and tag them for Evolution for a Spotlight Hour.
1: Having said that, if it is a good IV, do
0: not trade it. It re-rolls IVs. Don't trade it. I mean... Or, or do it anyways if you don't care about the IV.
1: no don't if you if you care about ivs and you have a hundo or a 96 or something and you're like kyle told me to trade it don't trade it don't do it you'll be mad i don't want i'm the one that reads the emails i don't want to i don't want to deal with that mm-hmm kyle hey here's somebody else you you messed over man you should <laughs> you should do it anyways though okay maybe if you do it make sure get, get your friends to do it and then record their reaction s- s- send and then send, send it to or us video yeah yeah there you go yeah we'll play it on the show <laughs> <laughs> no not actually no thank you very much grant kenny for that great email this text was from paul bd sorry very busy don't have time for traditional pleasantries but an epiphany just struck me four hour community days from noon to 4 p.m the extra hour would make the time seem not as compacted and the time placement would provide that malleability that we missed from our old six hour community days sorry that this ended up still uh, being a lengthyish email regards thoughts paul BD. yeah that's smart I would agree with that. I mean, I,
0: I agree completely. I really think that now having played two back-to-back three-hour days that three is just too short. It it feels like you're just getting into a groove right at the end there, and then it it's over. So 11
1: think, to 2 and 2 to 5 are weird. Yeah. I I would like mm.
0: for them to do a four-hour one. Just, just try it. See how people do it. You know, we, we've had six hours now. We've had two different three hours. So, you know, just give it a try.
1: I actually take it back. Two to five is fine. Eleven to two is a weird period of time. I uh,
0: Two to five can be weird, too, though, because of interacting with both lunch and dinner, depending on how some, the rest of someone's day goes.
1: But I feel like it's it's acceptably reasonable to assume people aren't eating lunch at two o'clock.
0: No, but they're eating lunch before that and then rushing to have to be ready for
1: Two o'clock is still far enough away from noon that I feel like that's okay. Who, Whereas who eleven, ac- dude, no, 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 no. Who
0: actually eats lunch at noon? I need to know. A lot of people. You, I don't you have
1: a weird schedule, dude. You no, have a weird I, schedule. I woke up, today. but what, what time? I'm a
0: day off, and I still didn't eat lunch at noon.
1: That's because but you, you I haven't noon.
0: actually eaten lunch at all
1: right now, and it's now four fifteen. You're but, a strange man, <laughs> and you have my pity. <laughs> That's great. That's wow. That's worth its weight in gold, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, I still think that two to
0: five is is okay, but it's also very conflicting with people who have later day schedules.
1: Can you just concede that eleven to two is
0: worse? Um, I mean, yes, it's objectively worse because it means I don't get to sleep in.
1: Okay. all right. Well, based on Kyle's personal experience of him alone and not even extrapolating out to the greater public. Correct. Eleven to two is slightly worse. Okay. great. I'm glad we agree. Question mark. Anyway, Paul, thanks for the email. (laughs) Thanks for the email. (laughs) Next emails from our very own
0: Team Magma Tyler. He said, first off, how dare you slander Chikorita like that in regards to last episode? We all know Cyndaquil is the best, but Chikorita deserves respect. It's final evolution is a sauropod, and dinosaurs are freaking cool, man. (laughs) Calling it the worst starter is totally unfair when we have the Gen 5 starters. I am now starting a Chikorita fan club and calling it Hashtag ChickClick because (laughs) it deserves love and praise. Sorry for the long email. Shiny vibes only to the members of the ChickClick, your friend Team Magma Tyler. All right, hang on, though. Gen 5 starters are not that bad.
1: They're not. They're certainly not Chikorita bad. Tepig, Turtwig, and
0: Oshawa. Come on. Who's the worst in that? It's Tepig? Maybe. And that's only because of disappointment. It's not like awful. (sighs) I'm a Pig Knight fan. I think Pig Knight's pretty cool. No, Pig Knight is maybe the best middle evolution
1: out there. Yeah sure but no 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 absolutely. no war, war Turtle's really cool war
0: Turtle is very good too so
1: is ivysaur <laughs>
0: but it falls flat when it hits its third evolution true i still i think there is still an argument for chikorita being the worst starter
1: i would agree but i'm not going to flesh that out um that argument out for fear of more hate mail i am <laughs> tyler will will uh, continue this argument next week i'm gonna wake up and we're gonna have tomorrow we're gonna have members of the chick click just um parading with signs in our front yards <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all right thanks tyler appreciate you and your email uh this next one's from justice hey i'm back i've been catching up on some episodes lately water festival am i right <laughs> we hit the goal of 600 million water pokemon some of the people on my friends list have like a 500 water type pokemon how many do you guys have i've got 150 ish Anyway, getting super hyped for my first go fest in June. And oh, yeah, I got a Hundo Carvana. Shiny vibes. Justice. Awesome. All right, Mr. Kyle, how far away or how far along are you in this catch challenge?
0: I probably shouldn't answer this, mostly because I haven't really played since it went live. Uh, like 30. OK, I've only got 345. So I'm kind uh, got I've got someone on my friends list. I'm sure you do, too uh is that like 1900 right now
1: yeah i do i've actually got two my top two people i have because it just shows their tags uh gc pvp and gc go cast pvp and GoCast. 1895 and 1758 but in third place i see Alfindial, friend of the show 1454 well i don't know who the second one is because i guess
0: we're not friends but the first one 1895 is uh is uh dow pikachu oh on the list okay. he yeah. is a mega player
1: you mean a super player? No, no, mega. Oh, okay. It's intense. It's <laughs> intense. That's well awesome. uh, It's it's very impressive considering the catch cap per day is what like forty eight hundred or something like that or thirty six. It's like seven thousand per day for
0: five days, and then after that, you get capped at two thousand. Really? Oh, yeah. It's something like it's like a per week limit that you can hit per day
1: it's very strange so few people are ever going to hit that that it's not important but it's true like the, the people that just play all day there are several people that just do that and that's for them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that is for them it's not for us that you know beg borrow and steal five minutes here and there every day while you're going to the bathroom eating lunch so congratulations on your hundo Carvana, justice that's pretty great and thanks for the email our last emails from megablade they said
0: High cast of people who light money on fire to throw more red, blue, and black balls at virtual creatures. Guilty. Megablade here to tell you more about a purple creature made by humans. I recently had someone let me borrow their 2DS and I played Pokemon Y on it. Before I deleted their progress, the first thing I did was get Mewtwo and Mewtwo Knight Y. My poll answer in a quick story. So before Mega Latias and Latios came out, the Pokeminers leaked it and announced it, and so did you, Kyle. After being announced by Niantic themselves, I was thinking about GoFest, a big event, and predicted that Mega Mewtwo X and Y and maybe Rayquaza would be featured. And then a day later, the Pokeminers leaked that Mega Mewtwo X and Y and Mega Rayquaza would be featured at GoFest. Hashtag best fest ever. I have not actually seen any anybody posting about that, surprisingly. I have not either. After all this, what do you think now about the 2022 Mega Mewtwo? And one last question. What do you think about a Mega Fest and an Ultra Beast finale or the other way around? Shiny vibes, Mewtwo hunters. Oh, and everyone else, too. So I actually didn't see that that stuff about the Pokemoners. Usually I'm keeping an eye on it just to see what people are talking about. So I'll have to check that out later. But I will still be extraordinarily surprised if we get all three of those.
1: Yeah, it's it's a possibility. But in my in my mind, I don't see why they would play so many strong cards in one turn, you know, well, where it also no, no offense doesn't make them any money. Right, exactly. So there needs to be a good balance between them being able to make money from this thing over a period of time and us being kept interested long enough to keep playing and therefore keeping their right money over time. But one thing I do want to say, Mega Blade, is that while it's while it is really cool and kind of. Important for the people that are really, really excited about this game and invested in it to keep up with Pokemoners because you can kind of sometimes get, you know, a heads up on some things, or it's just fun to be part of the conversation. What's important to remember is that just because Pokeminers pulls things doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be coming out soon, or in several Correct. cases in in the history at all. Ever. Like right, right. We
0: Pokeminers pulled some stuff about making routes and stuff for your buddy like probably two years ago Mm -hmm. and nothing. We so right sometimes stuff gets just put in for future use at some point.
1: And does that mean that maybe we were going to have buddy routes or something and then pandemic made them change their mind. That could be the case, right? Maybe they moved remote rating up or something like that. We don't know. Nobody really knows outside of them. I would assume. Uh, But the point that I'm trying to make, and Kyle is also trying to make too, is that you gotta just take it with a grain of salt. So it's possible that they're like, we're going to add mega Mew to X might as well throw Y in here as well. Right. And same with Rayquaza, you know, it would mm-hmm. be so I would say it's more likely that we get Rayquaza and then we get Mewtwo at a different time.
0: Even still, the, the idea of getting Rayquaza not at something Hoenn themed is crazy.
1: And then after we just got Latios and Latias, I mean, he just had this entire conversation about how about the dragon yeah, about them needing to release the weaker ones so that they're more viable longer. Like, why would they pull the rug out from underneath them? There's other dragons that need that treatment still. So I don't Agreed. know. It would be awesome if all this stuff came out. But Kyle and I are kind of firmly in the camp and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but that would be incredibly unlikely.
0: I I definitely think it's very unlikely. I think Mitch's idea about the Ultra Beast unlock. Yeah. Is more likely. And I still think that's
1: unlikely, but I will, will be prepared to be surprised. It makes sense with the season of Alola. It would, it would be kind of cool for them to at least introduce one and introduce the system therein. Right. Yeah. If it's anything special at all. But anyway, Megablade, thank you very much for your email. If you, dear listener, would like to send in an email just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717 and then waiting through the generic like, oh, you it's the leave a voicemail message and leave a voicemail. And then we'll play it on the show and react. It's a good time. You can also visit our website for all things Go Cast podcast. That's GoCastPodcast.com. No spaces, no hyphens, no nothing. Follow us on Twitter. Not our only, but our only active <laughs> social media account at Podcast. There's a Facebook and some other stuff. Don't even, don't do it. I swear, if I get any more likes on that Facebook page this week, I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> and that's about it. Um, but we also have a patreon for the show so if you'd like to help support the show monetarily and also get access to our patreon discord which is the best perk we have you can by going to patreon that's com forward slash cocast podcast and the minimum tier of one dollar a month or if you do for the year annually I think it's 1040 or something with the discount instead of 12 you get access to our patron discord which is pretty rad but, Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons who give a little extra and help make all of this extra possible. Y'all are fantastic. Thank you to Slipery and Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Laurie, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders and Lee. And I forgot to say Swartz slash Hisui and Ryan, but there you are. Thank you so very, very much for your continued generous support of the show and helping us keep the digital lights on but if you know monetary support's not a thing for you you can't do it you rather not or you have already and are looking for another way to help support this show you can by leaving us a review on pretty much anywhere that you can leave a review at podcasts are offered and if you could that would be incredible because it is free for you and it's immensely immensely helpful for our show uh for listings and things like that so thank you in advance you guys are great okay mr kyle we have one last thing to do before we get out of here and it's set some goals are you ready to rumble sure if that's your goal this week (laughs) you want to meet up and rumble somewhere (laughs) i don't think
0: so i mean we're we're going to well no i guess we're not going to before we record next but uh
1: what's even happening right we have the water festival next week we get to set goals for the meetup it's gonna be fun we do water festival yeah I'm going to try to catch at least 500. No, I'm going to try to catch at least 600 water Pokemon by the time the timer thing is done. Let me finish my goals. I never go first. Go ahead. You go first. All right. 600 water Pokemon on that on the tracker. I want to hatch 50 eggs, which, by the way, did the math. I've hatched like 800 plus eggs since February. (laughs) It's too many. Uh, 25 kilometers because I want to walk a lot this week if I can to get ready and in shape mentally and physically for the meetup and (laughs) um and let's see what else a shiny any shiny all right that's four goals for me mr kai what about you um
0: it's a little bit silly just because i haven't done them yet so i can set them as goals so it's cheating the pony adventure the water festival catch challenge which should not take me very long that's that's a barely a goal right there since you made it a goal i'm gonna say 400 water types since i'm starting much lower than you okay Uh, and wait, when are we recording next? We're recording in only like a few days, man. Mm -hmm. I can't really set this as a goal. More progress for my Gengar best buddy. I'm like six days away from best buddy if I keep using Poffins. So that's pretty great
1: all right sounds good to me so i've got pony island the special research the catch challenge 400 water pokemon and more progress towards gengar best buddy gengar Mm -hmm. bb up arrow is what i put down (laughs) okay (laughs) all right uh well that's the end of the show folks thanks so much for listening all the way through we very much appreciate it and you um and we'll see you next episode for episode 192 Bye bye bye